Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I apologize to uh, the 14 and a half of you that are still hanging around listening to <laughs> us. I um, Last week, my, uh, my parents got into a uh, bad car accident, and uh, I had to spend uh, time at the hospital. My father's 89. My mother just turned 73. So when elderly people get into a bad car wreck, it is pretty bad. So I was in the hospital uh, with uh, with my dad because he, they kept him over until Thursday of last week. So unfortunately, I wasn't able uh, to uh, record with the gang. So you have my apologies, but you know you got to do what you got to do. And uh, they only let one person up uh, because nothing says uh, hospital hospitality like only having one of your loved ones in the room with you so that you can feel better and get the hell out of there. So. That's uh, the compassionate healthcare system we have in the light of this current farce that is COVID-19. So thank you very much uh, to the hospital system uh, for just letting one of us up there the whole time. Yeah, Dad really appreciated it. Fuck you. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Use Guys in That podcast. Uh, before we get started, I want to shout out to our sponsor, AgorasNexus.com. So you can head on over there, check it out, join a community, and get information essential to every agorist as well as uh, the different services that are available. So if you go to the listings portion, you can always check out and see all of the different things that are on there. You can find us there, us truly. Of course, our friend Jeremiah Harding, Sal the Agorist. There are so many different things that you can get into. Uh, there's exclusive offers, discounts, and a lot of cool stuff. You know, it's essential to every agorist. And uh, if you really want to get uh, into the community and really start opening your horizons to the movement, to the idea, and the practical application of uh, counter-economics, the black market, uh, and uh, the combination of that, anarchist principles, check out agorisnexus.com. We are proudly sponsored by them, and they are huge in the community, and we're grateful for it. So, uh, I want to welcome back, uh, or excuse me, for the first time on our show, uh, we had Brandon on the last time, uh, Dag, uh, who you can find on Twitter, at Daggerist. Uh, he does stuff over at agorasnexus.com. Uh, we are so delighted that you're able to join us on, sh on such short notice. So thanks, Dag, for joining us. Oh, heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for all the uh, kind words about the Nexus. Uh, we, uh, you know, we try. <laughs> yeah, you do a damn fine job. And, you know, we were fans of it before we ever started talking to you guys. And I know that we were invited on to have our listing on there well before there was a sponsorship. So the, the feeling is very genuine. So... Uh, keep up the good work, man. So, but thank you for yeah, coming on. Thanks, uh, absolutely, man. And I'm glad to hear your parents are okay, man. That's awful. I was, you know, shudder to think about that. You know, older people are so frail, and you know, our accents are brutal. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're doing okay, man. I appreciate that. You know, yeah, it, it was really unnerving. It kind of puts into perspective how short this ride is. Mm -hmm. you know, we, sometimes we lose. Uh, not to get all, hey, listen, this is a come to whatever moment. No, no, no. I mean, it's, you know, when somebody that you care about is in a catastrophic event like that, it does have a tendency to put into focus, you know, what, what's important in life and what isn't. You know, you can get caught up in the, the daily minutia of garbage that uh, you have to put up with. But, they're, you know, and, and, and one phone call can change your entire outlook and uh, your entire future that quickly. So, but I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Thankfully, everybody's home. Um, everybody's okay. Uh, my, uh, my father got put on blood pressure medications. The first medication he's had to take in his 89 years on this planet. So I, th I still think he's doing pretty okay. So, but thankfully everybody's out of that, uh, shithole hospital. So thank you for, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Um, Angel, uh, there, while we were gone, Joe Biden, 
who has dementia. I don't know if anybody knows that. If you've been paying attention, he's, uh, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> or as Kurt Vonnegut says, there are bats in the bell tower. Uh, we have a video for yous, and for those of you who are just doing the audio portion that are uh, consuming this with the audio, you'll enjoy it too. Uh, please pay attention to the mumbling, stumbling uh, Tree of Liberty. <laughs> it sounds like he's either drunk or he forgot what he was going to say. The answer just could be yes, <laughs> but we're about to find out. Uh, so, Angel, would you please roll the tape on sure. this uh, on this demented bat? Oh, <laughs> The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun, what type of weapon you could own. Oh, like black you people. You couldn't buy a cannon. As I say, the blood, of, the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Uh -huh. Well, the tree government. of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. The last time we had data on this issue of uh, who was purchasing guns was more than 20 years ago. 5% of gun dealers, turns out, in the study we did, showed that 90% of illegal guns were found at the crime scenes sold by 5% of gun dealers. 5% sold 90% of the guns found at crime scenes. And the, uh, these merchants of death are breaking the law for oh. profit. It's wrong, it's unacceptable. As the Attorney General said, we're gonna crack down on those gun dealers uh -huh, yeah. and the violent criminals they knowingly arm. That's the most hypocritical thing ever. The Justice Department is going to be issuing an annual report on gun trafficking so we can update that data. Today, the department is announcing, as they just did, a major crackdown on stem the flow of guns used to commit violent crimes. It's zero tolerance for gun dealers who willfully violate key existing laws and regulations. Can you pause that real quick? Let me repeat. Zero no, no, no. Tolerance. He doesn't need to repeat anything. He doesn't need to repeat anything. So... Does anybody recall a certain administration that was before glorious comrade Trump, praise be upon him, came to the uh, the Oval shithole? I believe it was called Operation Fast and Furious. Does anybody remember that? I know that that's yeah. a, a very popular film with I the remember youth, this. which I am not a fan of. I'm not a fan of that. And uh, Eric Holder. Eric Holder. That's right. Operation Gunwalker, whatever the fuck it was called. So when it's Merchants of Death, when we're going to use... There's actually a book that's a very good book called Merchant of Death. And it is about a, a uh, Russian arms dealer. I highly recommend it. But in this case, the Merchants of Death. How about all of the weapons exports that this country gets involved with? Selling weapons to very questionable you know, administrations in very questionable countries or, you know, cartels south of the border who are merely capitalizing on the existing drug laws in this country, thus creating the situation that we have with our brothers and sisters south of the Rio Grande. What about that? Is that the actions of a merchant of death? Because I, if we're going to play this game with words, then I think so. What about the rest of you? 
Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you just look at any other, you know, I mean, anything going on in like the Middle East, you know, basically any enemy we have, we armed and trained, you know, at one point or another. Right. We using, got the receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Our own tactics against us. And we are still too, you know, so dumb we fall for them. Obviously, it's not that literal. They know what's going on. And they're yeah. just trying to sell weapons, you know, um, you know, you get the it's cartelized um, weapon industry. Yeah. Uh, and to clear up the. Uh... Oh, the, the the tree of liberty and the blood of, you know. Blood of oh, it's painful. I went lunch. Uh, I didn't need my diaper changed. Um, the quote is by Thomas Jefferson, who, yes, while being a great thinker on liberty, also, yes, did very bad things because none of them have clean sheets. Let's just remember, we got to kill our idols. We definitely have to hold people accountable. But he did say... He did not say what Joe Biden said. Joe Biden was having, you know, you know, one of those things. It was a lack of a moment of clarity because of the clouding of his mind with dementia. And it's called it, it, the quote is, quote, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Now, Joe doesn't understand where he fits in on that. Joe fits in on what I like to call the demented tyrant category, which means that he's even more dangerous because he's kind of like Nero. He's just going to randomly shit in frying pans and set fires <laughs> in different places and just talk about Branton or uh, ice cream. Uh, or my favorite is, listen here, Jack, how do I help a PDF? Oh, my God, I could never get enough of that. But, um, yeah, man, uh, he got the quote all wrong, and then he's, you know, these merchants of death. So when... Not semi-automatic firearms were found south of the border, but fully automatic ones that went through, quote, uh, the straw man purchases. Mm -hmm. The ATF is the one that orchestrated this whole thing. So how is it that a man, who, and he knows, I know that he knows, even when he doesn't, like, you know, he has stronger bouts with dementia. Joe knows, man. Like, he knows what the fuck the score is. But the fact is... I don't think anybody's buying it anymore because if they, when gun control advocates come forward with the so-called, oh well, you know, a percentage of Americans that were polled would uh, would favor stronger gun control uh, and and bigger restrictions on firearms and the banning of uh, of quote assault weapons, if it really listen, first of all, if votes really counted, and these things are real, and that many like seventy percent of Americans or more wanted that, mm -hmm. it would have happened. Okay, it would have happened. Those knee-jerk reactions, you've seen them in the UK when they had a mass shooting over there. I believe it was in Scotland where they started, they banned handguns and certain calibers of rifles. And now I think that you have to, in order to have a shotgun, you have to have a license for a, um, an over-under or double-barreled. And the police have a right to come to your house unannounced at any point in time and inspect the storage of that weapon. There are no long guns, uh, uh, like rifles, and if you do shoot them, they have to be at a gun club, so you really don't own them. So there have been these knee-jerk reactions, including Australia, for example. That doesn't mean that killing kids at school is okay. Like, none of us are okay with that, but we've made the point before on the show. Dag, I'm sure you know that these kids are being murdered at government schools. Like, it's the government that's responsible for the security of the children, but yet it's those of you who own firearms are the ones who are responsible and need to turn them in even though you haven't done anything wrong. I, I fail to understand how, like, I don't think, now let me get your guys' take. Do you think, A, that the majority of Americans favor banning certain weapons like, let's say, the AR-15 or the AK-47 or Mini-14 or whatever 
you know flavor of semi-automatic rifle that you that you want to pick, including a Ruger 10-22, which you can get large extended magazines for. Uh, do you think that people favor that, or do you f- think that a it's false, and then b not only is it false, but it's in fact the other way around that the people want to uh, have uh, far less restriction on their rights. Don't don't come at it from a biased angle. Think about it. Do you? Because f- I personally feel that it's the uh, it's 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 the opposite. I feel I that think don't gun care. sales speak uh, onto what the answer to that is. Well, no, uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, the AR-15 rifle is probably, without a doubt, the most popular like gun platform like that that you know any gun consumer uh, can purchase. It's all around, you know, a, a great rifle. Um, but yeah, like I just the gun sales themselves, like you know, speak volumes on how people feel about that. You know, once again, look to the market for answers. So well said, absolutely. Uh, Dag, what do you think? What's your take? Um, well, I definitely uh, agree with Chris, and especially after this last year, you know, you see a lot of people who, you know, a lot of these people are supposedly new gun buyers who were going out buying guns, you yeah. know? So, you know, I, I think like, like a lot, a lot of new people are getting into guns, which is great because I think it help might help change, you know, their tune. That being said, you know, if we talk about certain kinds of weapons, a lot of people aren't educated enough to really know what's what. So, like, I hear people saying things like, oh, you know, semi-automatic weapons. And it's like, well, that's basically every gun, you know, right. basically every handgun. <laughs> right, I mean, right. you can even classify a revolver like that, you know. So, it, you know, it really depends. Now, going just, like, from where, like, I live, which, again, in the south, in the sticks, like, I don't know. I, I, I really can't imagine that, like, any sort of massive you know, um, gun, you know, new gun laws or, or banning of, especially like an AR-15, everybody has those, you know, um, sure. would go over well. I mean, I've been surprised before, you know, is what people will, will cuck to, you know, a part of the term. Right. But, yep. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, you never, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I used to be a bit more apprehensive, like, oh no, we're going to lose this or that, you know, quote unquote, right. As if it's the government's gift to give anyhow, but I don't know, man, after this last year, you know, especially with what Chris said, I just, I just don't see it, man. I really feel like they are losing on the legal level. You know, we've had a lot of things go to go to court and the government ends up losing and we're getting more gun rights. Again, I hate to phrase it that way, but you know what I mean? Oh, getting yeah. more gun rights, you know, um, which, which, which is great. And then let's not even get into the whole underworld. You know, I mean, just what's going on with 3D printing and homemade weapons. It is insane. You know, I mean, I think we could argue there's probably close to a billion guns in this country. I think the official count is like 400,000. But like of all the ones that aren't serialized, which could be older or homemade or whatever, there's just so many of them out there, man. It's just one of those things. I just think it's becoming obsolete. Um, sorry, I know that wasn't a direct answer to the question. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know as far as, you know, if it's, if it's more or less. I, I just don't see it going anywhere, man. I really think that they're they're on the death throes of this thing and, and, and they're just going for everything. But I think people are seeing, seeing through the bullshit. No, I agree with you. And I think it's more of like 400 million. I don't know. I think it's way. Oh I th- gosh. I said 400,000. Didn't uh, I? Okay. I think yeah. that's what you meant anyway. So. Yeah. 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 That, that yeah. is what I meant. 400 million. I'm sorry. No, that's pump, quite all right. Pump those numbers up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're falling way behind. If that's it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. More than one for everybody in the country is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, what do we do about the rest of them that don't have one? Yeah, so we gotta we gotta uh, we gotta step it up. I agree with you with three D printing. 
uh, like Sal the Agorist has said so many times, it's rendered everything obsolete. Like I used to get really worked up about it too, honestly, man. Even back in the day when I was a statist, and you know, I, I was like, well, you know, the way that the, the amendment's written, like that fucking matters. Like clearly, they have shown they don't care how anything is written. Like right. shall not be infringed or shall make no law mm-hmm. mean nothing. They wipe. I, I wipe my ass with those rules. It doesn't make a difference. It literally, it literally is is old t- toilet paper to these people. They don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree that uh, it's. I don't even worry about it anymore because all it's going to do is add fuel to the fire. Because if you really want to piss off the wrong group of people, and I'm not talking about anarchists, I'm talking about like a a dear friend of mine. Yeah, (laughs) not only only the rednecks, but like my dear friend uh, who lives in Philly, his dad lives down the street from here, and he's an army ranger that fought in Vietnam. If you really think you're going to come to his house and take his, you know, precious 1911. Good luck to you. I know that people shit on that, but the man loves his 1911. I don't think you're going to get it, let alone shoot what you love. Yeah, exactly. So, Angel, what's your take? I would say that there's, like, maybe a small percentage, which is why, like, you know, people like Biden and others, politicians, um, you know, mention guns and and say you know this rhetoric because it's reaching somebody Mm. there's a reason why they're saying it but i think it's like a small percentage um you know it's probably you know a way of kind of brainwashing you know the masses as well guns are bad guns are bad they have to keep that narrative Mm -hmm. so i think if there is any you know people who agree with him it's a, a small percentage okay all right, said. Fair enough. Yeah, it's probably mostly people in big cities too, like your coastal cities. Exactly. I really see like, like California. <laughs> yeah, I see city yeah. people and the vast majority of the rest of the geographic space of this country. Unfortunately, yeah. it's like half and half in population. So you know, the wonders of democracy make a uh, make this just a shit show. Shit, are you are you serious, man? That's that's one hundred percent right. Uh, before we move on to some heavy topics. We'd like to introduce, uh, yet again, <clears throat> another quiz. Uh, this is the cue for Paul B. from B-Town, who's been on fire the last couple of days, just absolutely decimating the text space with me, just texting it up. He's got a lot to say. Paul, I need you to take out your pen or your pencil and your pad of paper. The rest of you, if you're driving, you know, just try not to If you're going to kill yourself while you're doing this, that's your business. Don't hurt anybody, okay? But you can pull the car over. Let's go ahead and take this quiz. This is a. Or this, you can press pause and wait. Or you can press pause and wait. This is a great quiz. It's a great quiz. This is July 1st. Happy July. Uh, we're almost to Independence Day from absolutely nothing because everybody forgot the meaning of the holiday. So it's just corn dogs and fireworks. I like both of those things, but I like freedom more. Anyway. Halloween is soon. Halloween is soon. Thank you. Thank you for that. And Christmas. You're so you better start fucking shopping. Uh, <laughs> this is July 1st quiz entitled, quote, Who Said It? <clears throat> Let's begin with question number one. Quote, now mind you, before I get started, disclaimer, I'm going to be saying words that I'm going to be, like, for example, these people say very awful things about African Americans. I'm going to say N-word, not the actual N-word because that's a disgusting word. I'm not going to say that on this show. Just disclaimer, there's strong language in here because these are very racist people. But you'd be surprised who said what, hence why we have the quiz. So full disclaimer, YouTube, you heard it here fucking first. I didn't say it. Your friend said it. Anyway, carrying on. Do I need do I need a buzzer or anything, or how does this work? <laughs> no, no, no. You no buzzer required. No buzzer required. Okay. Okay. All right. uh, hold my answers till prompted. <clears throat> Number one. 
quote, it is a misfortune that magnificent California was seized from the lazy Mexicans who did not know what to do with it. Was it A, Malcolm X, B, Adolf Hitler, C, James Buchanan, or D, Karl Marx? We'll start with you, Dag. Who do you think it was? You know, I have no idea, but somehow I, I, feel, like a, I feel like a Buchanan. I'm going with a Buchanan. Okay, we have a, a C, James Buchanan. I will second that. I, that was my first thought. I authored that notion because the other three options seem a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Would you believe that the answer is actually D, Karl Marx? Uh, I know. I should have known. I know. I didn't think he would think about California. Uh, well, uh, that, that was my thought, too, is that, you know, although, you can't seem the closest. Uh, <laughs> although, although the racism would be on par for Karl Marx. So. Yes, that is very yeah. true. Yes. So Captain Carl with a K. Uh, cantankerous Carl. Carl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cantankerous Carl. You have to pay six pounds to see his grave. That just goes. <laughs> <laughs> cantankerous Carl. <laughs> yes. Uh, moving on to question number two. Number two, ladies Numero and gentlemen. Dos. Quote, now, this blend of Jewishness and Germanness on the one hand and basic N-word stock on the other must inevitably give rise to a peculiar product. This fellow's impuntuity is also N-word-like. Was it A, David Duke, B, Robert Byrd, C, our friend Carl, or D, Louis Farrakhan. Dag, you're the guest. Please. Man, you know, I can't imagine that you throw two Marxes in a row, but that really sounds like Marx to me. Okay, we have a selection for Carl the Cantankerous. Uh, Angel, you're up. I'm going to say D. Louis Farrakhan, yes. a known anti-Semite. That is a very good guess. And Christopher, what do you think? I, I'm going to go with, with Cantankerous Carl. Okay, so we have two for Carl, and then we've got, uh, and then Angel's got the known anti Semite racist, Louis Farrakhan. Just in case some of you don't know, David Duke is a former Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan, and Robert Byrd was a great inspiration to Hillary Rodham Clinton, who was also a Grand Klegel or something of the Ku Klux Klan, who was a senator of West Virginia and from the Democratic Party. Hmm. But Karl Marx wins again. Aww. Yes, the answer is C. Karl Marx with the N-word bombs all over the place, anti-Semitism. <laughs> wow. Yes, Karl, Karl Marx, the hero of the college left. <clears throat> <laughs> right. Let us move on to question number three. <laughs> I'm really enjoying myself right now. <laughs> really, I really put I put a lot of work into this quiz. Okay, number three. Quote. Being in his quality as an N-word, a degree nearer to the rest of the animal kingdom than the rest of us, he is undoubtedly the most appropriate representative of that district, end quote. Wow. Was it A, Karl Marx, <laughs> B, Fidel Castro, C, Woodrow Wilson, a known racist, or D, Frederick Engels? Dag? The tough one. And it, part of me wants to think you're being a smart ass, and I'm just going to keep going with Carl, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with Woodrow Wilson because I hate that fucker too. All right. Yeah. Who doesn't? 
Who doesn't hate Mr. Uh, Woodrow Wilson <laughs> in the world? I hate the man, too. Woodrow is a badass name, though. I got to give him that. Yeah, it's the only redeeming quality, and that doesn't even redeem. <laughs> I mean, it's not at not not at all. But it just means I can't name anything Woodrow. No, it's over. That name yep. <laughs> ruined for all eternity. Yeah, there's not a lot of Adolfs anymore either. No. Uh, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> you also are gonna go with Woodrow Wilson. Uh, okay, all right, and Christopher, please round out the uh, the uh, guessing panel. I'm gonna go with Angles. Christopher's going to go with choice D, Frederick Engels, the co-author and financier of Carl the Cantankerous, who never held a job his entire life, but is the foremost uh, expert on labor and the theory of value and all that other good stuff. Would you believe that the answer is D, Frederick Engels, the good uh, uh, brother of the working people of all shades, except for Africans and people of African descent and Americans. <laughs> You know, he's not a huge fan of them, um, mm -hmm. but he's the foremost expert, along with Carl, on uh, the liberation of the working class. As long as they're not black. <clears throat> um, that's not me saying that. That's this, this commie fuck. Anyway, number, is everybody ready? Number four. Yes. Number four. Quote, what is the worldly religion of the Jew? Huckstering. What is this, what is this worldly god? Money. Money is the jealous god of Israel in the face of of which no other god may exist. Money degrades all the gods of man and turns them into commodities. The bill of exchange is the real god of the Jew. His god is only an illusionary bill of exchange. The chimerical nationality of the Jew is the nationality of the merchant, of the man, of money in general. Was it A, Adolf Hitler, B, Heinrich Himmler, C, Karl Marx, <laughs> or D, the great revolutionary, Che Guevara. Dag, please, your choice. Oh, man. Okay, so they're definitely racist, and they're definitely a commie, right? Um, ah, <laughs> oh, man, so you showed the last one that they're not all going to be Marx, and now you really got me on my toes. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Che. Che Guevara. That's a good choice. Angel, what is your choice? I'm going to go with Karl Marx. Karl the Cantankerous again, huh, Angel? Probably uh, the wise move. I picked him. Okay. All right. Christopher? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Che as well. You're going to go with Che. Would you believe, yet again, it is Karl Marx who said it? <laughs> It was the the description in which he used the 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 word Jew and money so many times that I I had to giggle at the word huckstering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was good. <laughs> I, uh, how many people, if like, you presented this question to them, would have picked Hitler? I guarantee you, nine out of ten. Guarantee. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, right. Hitler wouldn't have wasted his time using all of those. Uh, Descriptors. You have a point there. I do have to say that that probably is true. But for the uneducated general public, the association of anti-Semitism and mm. National Socialism is so powerful that I think that that's the only answer they would know. And Che is on the cover of uh, or on the T-shirts of uh, Rage Against the Machine that they're clearly a part of, as Christopher says. So it couldn't possibly be him. Um, uh, let's see here. Number five. This is a short one. It's very short. Okay, Angel, don't get upset. Not. Number five, quote, a homosexual cannot be a revolutionary, end quote. 
Was it A? I already know the answer. <laughs> Mao Zedong, who was responsible for killing 60 million human beings. B, Kim Il-sung. C, Fidel Castro. Or D, Gus Hall, who was the chairman of the Communist Party USA. Dag, what do you say? Oh, man, I would have said Che if that was an option. So um, that being said, I'm, I'm going to go with... Um... I'm going to go with uh, Castro. We have a vote for Fidel Castro. Keep it Latin. Fidel. Uh, <laughs> Angel, what do you think? Uh, I'm also going to pick Mr. Castro. Uh, that's uh, Generalissimo Castro yeah. to you. Uh, yes, uh, Fidel. Uh, oh, God. Ooh. All right. So we got C-C. two. CC. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel I feel less confident because I, without even hearing, I automatically would have thought that that was Che that said that. Mm. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to go with what everybody else said. I'm going to go with Fidel. We have a unanimous panel, ladies and gentlemen, and they're unanimously correct. It was uh, the grand revolutionary Fidel Castro who said those disgusting homophobic remarks. This is true. That's anybody noticing a pattern yet with communists and racism? If not, rewind the podcast and listen again. Number six. We're back to anti-Semitism, by the way. Number six, quote, (laughs) treat the Jews, express it politely, Jewish petty bourgeoisie and urban inhabitants in the Ukraine with an iron rod, transferring them to the front, not letting them into the government agencies, except in an insignificant percentage, in particularly exceptional circumstances, under class control, end quote. Was it A, Leon Trotsky, B, Joseph Stalin, C, Leventy Beria, or D, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov, also known as Lenin? Dag, what do you say? Oh, um, I'm I'm just uh, guessing on this one because, to be honest, my uh, you know Soviet communism uh, <laughs> knowledge isn't quite up to snuff. Um, I'm going to go with. Um, what was the what was the first one you said? Not um, not Trotsky. Lenin. Trotsky. Trotsky. I'm going with Trotsky. Yeah, because a lot of people like you know hippies like Trotsky. So they do I'm like that one. They do like him. Uh, yeah, there's there's Trotskyites. I've heard there he. It's like a choice of you know, do you want to get punched in the face or do you want somebody to fucking knock your teeth out with a hammer? And he's the punch in the face versus Stalin. That's the hammer with your teeth. Like he is the lesser of the evil, but he's definitely evil. Um, Angel, we can make it work. I yes, was. <laughs> I was also going to choose a Trotsky. You are also going with Comrade Trotsky, mm-hmm. the head of the Red Army. Okay, Christopher, what do you say? I hate being wrong, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Lenin. Christopher goes with Lenin. Would you believe? Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov, also known as Lenin, is the one who said those anti-Semitic remarks. Yes, it was Lenin. Chris gets it. All right. I'm the walrus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cuckoo, kachoo, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck up, Donnie. V.I. Lenin. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. You're like a child that wanders into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like how many people get it? Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> we love you. Uh, you guys. <laughs> Number seven, and this is the final question. All right, it's questionnaire because I lucky, lucky number seven. If we were here, if I had several hours to go through all the awful things communists or you know rev- left wing revolutionaries have said, I'd be here for a while. 
This would be a Dan Carlin-style podcast where it's actually an audio book. Anyway, number seven, quote, This splendid land, the Balkans, has the misfortune to be inhabited by a conglomerate of different races and nationalities, of which it is difficult to say which of them are the most incapable of progress and civilization. Was it A, our friend Karl Marx, B, Benito Mussolini, who, by the way, was a socialist up until he was a fascist, C, Adolf Hitler, or D, George Lincoln Rockwell, who was the head of the American Nazi Party here in the United States. Dag, what do you say? I'm going with cantankerous comrade Carl. We got we got one for Karl Marx. Yes. All right. Angel, what do you say? Mm, I'm going to go D. You're going to go with George Lincoln Rockwell. Yeah. Okay. All right. Christopher, last shot. What were, what were the other two choices again? You had Marx, Mussolini, Hitler, and George Lincoln Rockwell. I'm going to go with Marx. Would you believe Karl Marx yet again said racist, terrible fucking shit? Mm-hmm. He we had to round it out. <laughs> I was gonna say like they aren't like the letters between him and Angles like is just oh. filled with like racist fucking bullshit it's rhetoric. Bad. It's bad, yeah. and you know what? And Bird and them on uh, on the, uh, the the timeline Earth, they're absolutely right. They they do publish them on Marxist.org, mm-hmm. but they also say well. You have to take into consideration the time in which the at no no other person, no other author would have been given like they, if when you read Mark Twain, they'd be like he's disgusting, but the fact that Karl Marx said it, it it's a pass. Frederick Engels said it, it's a pass. But Same thing with like Lovecraft or any of those other writers, none of them get a free pass. But uh, off the island. Yeah, off the island, but Marx. Well, you have to take the times into consideration. Like, <laughs> that's right, man. Yes. So uh, that concludes this week's quiz. If you guys like it, please write to the show or let us know. However, you like to uh, that you do like the quiz time. There are plenty of quizzes to be had, Paul. I expect results. I want to know how you fared on this one. It's seven questions, and um, I think I, I only missed one. You guys did well. I mean, I did. I did try to be devious with it. I'll be honest with you. I missed you. a lot. I think I only got two. Betting on Karl Marx to be a racist is always a solid bet. It all. <laughs> right. When in doubt, Karl Marx. Right. We got when, uh, when in doubt, it's King Tanker's Karl. Got it. We we've got a guy we've had on a couple times, uh, Professor uh, Raymond March, and he's an economics professor. And anyhow, he he was telling me he assigns all his students to read. Karl Marx were like everybody else like they assign them to read things that other people have written about Karl Marx but he assigns them to read Karl Marx just so they have to read all the racist shit and like they realize that like okay yeah that's not a good ideology so it's doing the Lord's work yeah that, right. that's a really good idea that's now that's getting an education if you really want to support yeah. this asshole just know what you're getting into that he hated everybody Jewish folk African folk uh, uh, people that were Slavs from the Balkans he was an awful person. And then also he said something along the lines. There's a great uh, documentary that you can find on YouTube still. It's called The Soviet Story. And I know Christopher has watched it. And uh, where he said, uh, it was either him or Engels that said that the uh, the classes that were behind were too weak to exist. They couldn't evolve to capitalism and therefore not go to communism. So they must, quote, perish in the revolutionary holocaust. Like, this is not kumbaya, workers of the world unite. It's 
kind of this weird combination of social Darwinism and Marxism and just totalitarianism. Any, you know, I used to be very critical, Dag, of, of the anarcho-communists, and I, I've been, been apologizing for that because they don't, they are not Marxist communists, and it's hard to divorce those, uh, communism and socialism from Karl's name, but those ideas existed before Karl Marx put pen to paper and wrote Das Kapital or wrote the Communist Manifesto, and these people believe in voluntary action. If they want to live in a commune, I think they should be able to. I'm perfectly okay. Oh, yeah. It's mm -hmm. not, it's, it really, they are not the enemy. We do have an enemy and I don't think it's them. Um, so I've been, I, I've been definitely backing off of that, but anytime, and I think they would agree that anytime you hear the word dictatorship being applied to anything, like say if it was like a dictatorship of agorists, we would all look at you and be like, where did you come up with this absolutely ridiculous idea? Like there, that's an oxymoron, right? But when you hear dictatorship of the proletariat, you're trading one master for another. It doesn't matter. Somebody is still holding the whip. The idea is to destroy the whip, not transfer ownership of the whip to the people, the, along with the means of production. So um, moving along, Christopher found a real gem coming out of California. Shout out to our friend California Brian, behind enemy lines. And the rest of you fucks that listen behind enemy lines, we're sorry for you. Christopher found an interesting article out of San Jose, California, uh, of course, it's nothing ever good, um, really, about guns in California. So, Christopher, what's the story? What is happening in San Jose, California? Well, here, I'm just going to go ahead and read the article um, and then give my take on it. So, this comes from Fox Business. Uh, so, gun owners in San Jose, California will soon face a yearly tax and be required to carry additional insurance after their city council voted unanimously Tuesday evening to impose the new measures. The forthcoming fee for gun ownership in the city has not yet been determined, but officials said that anyone found to be in non-compliance will have their weapons confiscated. Huh. Uh, the city council's aim is to try to recoup the cost of responding to gun incidents such as shootings and deaths. According to the Pacific Council on Research and Evaluation, which studied the issue and sent a representative to testify before the panel, gun-related incidents cost the city roughly $63 million every year in the way of paying for police officers, medics, and other expenses, uh, things that they already pay for by stealing from the taxpayers anyways. Cool. <laughs> the San Francisco Chronicle reported, okay, uh, the new measure... The new measures come just weeks after a disgruntled Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority employee gunned down and killed nine colleagues at a San Jose rail yard. And uh, yeah, San Jose based Fox 2 reported that citizens weighed in on the proposal uh, once again. And they, they like offer this with like no real context mm. um, uh, with some praising the council for the measure and others condemning the move as unconstitutional. Um, I strongly oppose more taxation on legal gun owners. Uh, San Jose resident Sasha Sherman told the council, each time a gun owner buys ammunition, they pay an 11% tax plus a background check fee. So here we are. It's just like they're fees on fees on fees on fees. Uh, another speaker argued it puts a financial burden on a constitutional right, which is the right to bear arms. Uh, while the council directed staffers to draft up the law for a final September vote, the dollar amount on the new tax for gun owners has not yet been determined. Uh, San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo suggested the new annual fine will likely be a couple dozen dollars 
and claimed insurers assured the city that firearm owners adding gun liability coverage to existing policies would cost the affected citizens little or nothing. Uh, but with no official registry of gun owners, either locally or federally, <clears throat> officials recognize that enforcement of the forthcoming taxes and insurance requirements can be difficult, if not impossible. So they said they would authorize any law enforcement officers to confiscate the firearms of any gun owner they stumble upon who does not provide proof that they have complied. Hmm. Crooks aren't going to follow this law, Licardo told reporters. <laughs> <laughs> when those crooks are confronted by police and a gun is identified and if they haven't paid the fee or insurance it's a lawful basis for seizure of that gun end of article huh okay uh, i mean crooks to me anyhow, this just I don't know. right right um i mean they, they literally like tell you like the truth right there and they're like oh crooks aren't gonna follow this law anyways <laughs> well, of course they're fucking not you know like of course they're fucking not <laughs> I, love it. I love it it's beautiful right um, I just uh, to me that just seems like them giving police yet another excuse to just. But then it whatever also, they want like, they could. It like also like perpetuates this you know, like them versus us mentality that these other people have that have they they might have a gun for protection but because they broke a law or something along those lines like. Now they're a felon, and so when they get pulled over, they're like, I'm going to go to jail for a really long time. And then that's where, like, a lot of the violence and, like, conflicts come to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, any law or enforcement of said law is always an opportunity for aggression and conflict, you know. So anytime, you know, anytime right. you make a law, I mean, you need to be like, are we willing to fucking kill somebody over this, mm -hmm. you know. And don't Same get me wrong, actually. I mean, there's plenty of things out there that people can do that are, you know. If, you know, somebody's a, you know, a, a murderer or, you know, a, a molester or something like, and you need to go apprehend them. Like, sometimes that's like, okay, you know, but when it's silly shit like this or attacks, yeah, of course it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. And furthermore, if we're going to play this ridiculous uh, status game and and talk about, uh, you know, laws and, and due process, where's the due process for the gun owner and their property? So the police just can show up. There's no... There's no, there's no, you know, warrant. There's no hearing. There's no trial by a jury of your peers. It's nope. You're losing your property and your rights, which once again back up what we've been saying that these rights written on a piece of paper might as well be two ply toilet paper, probably single. We're talking Eastern Europe, 1981 style toilet paper. You're gonna right. put your finger right through that goddamn thing every time you try to wash your hands twice. You have to fucking get you. You're gonna get dookie under them nails, bro. Oh, it's <laughs> this is, but seriously, like, why? There's no like it. There's Trump talked about this too when he was in office, right? He said, "Take the guns first. You know, when it came to the red flag stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is the same garbage. This is the same ridiculous garbage where it just goes to show. Those of you, and I, I, for one, I understand why California Brian's down there. He says it's beautiful. I believe him. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that there are millions of wonderful people in California. There's wonderful people everywhere. But these right. commie bastards that run this state, I don't know how anybody hasn't literally just picked up the sticks and gone right over the border to Nevada or gone over to Arizona or, you know, some lesser draconian-style state than California because – there's no mention of due process in this article whatsoever. It's non-compliance. Well, okay, how do you know? Oh, that's right. You guys have firearm registrations. You hear the other horse shit that you have to have a background check 
to buy ammo? <laughs> I did. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I, I mean, I could have sent my kid down to the corner shop before he was 18 and go get a box of 22 when I had guns. <clears throat> and uh, guess before what? Before the boating accident. <laughs> one, of the one of 500 boating accidents that I just can't I can't stay off the water. Anyway, you guys know. Come and find it. Um, I, I can't understand it, guys. I really can't understand a background check to get bullets. I, I, I listen. I, I, I've heard it proposed. I didn't realize it was actually in effect, but I guess if anyone is going to do it, it's going to be. Is um, is uh, San Jose in Southern California? Northern. Uh, oh, it is northern. San, it, San Jose is like about an hour south of San Francisco. Yep. Oh, and oh, I, okay. I only I know you, this I because like I lived there in that in that area for a, a few months back, like way back in two thousand three. <laughs> It seems like, you know, like on like the surface, right? Like it's basically like unenforceable, right? But, you know, like they said there, if they happen upon them. So basically that means like papers, please. Um, second, you know, yeah. that just means they have to come up with a system for like, okay, how do you identify if you have this insurance on this gun? Which probably means if they come across your guns and they just don't like you or for whatever reason, they're just right. going to take them. And then you're going to have to do kind of like a civil asset forfeiture where you have to then in court prove like your innocence, which is, of course, backwards in the way the law is quote unquote supposed to work. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's like the um, the thing they did recently, they're talking about um, Biden. Oh, this law where they, they can just come in your house and seize your guns. Uh, basically, what that is, is it was like this like law from like the 70s where like if you had an abandoned car on the highway the cops could like you know not violate your uh fourth amendment by moving the car off the highway but they have just like expanded this to where cops can make a decision quote unquote at the time that they feel is best for the community which means if they want to just take your guns like, like federally like in any state like they kind of have right. like they kind of can but it just seems like like an extension on that kind of thing where if they come across it and for whatever reason they just want to take your fucking guns mm -hmm. they just fucking can and then you have to hope you can get them back so you know, now instead of them coming up to the car and being like, I smell marijuana, they're like, I smell gun oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me search your car. Okay. Yeah. It's and this is how a lot of cops are gonna get shot. This is how a lot of people are gonna get hurt. And while we uh while we, you know, don't want to dovetail too hard, we're gonna move into one of those uh incidents where the police uh use their firearm. Now once again, anybody who has been listening to this show, even if you've heard six episodes or if you've listened to all of them, we are no fans of the police. No, I mean, and that's putting it modestly. Uh, shout out to Matt Agarist from the Free Thought Project who does a wonderful job finding these gut-wrenching stories. This one out of Las Cruces, New Mexico uh, from uh, a day ago. Uh, it's it, Now, well, we've heard this before, guys and gals, use where welfare checks can be some of the most dangerous interactions that a regular person can have with the standing army of occupation that is the police force. So, Las Cruces, New Mexico, it sounds innocent enough, a welfare check, but in, the, but in case after tragic case, welfare is the last thing police officers have in mind when they show up to conduct one. An innocent elderly man in Las Cruces, New Mexico, learned this the hard way this week when cops showed up to, quote, check on his welfare, instead killed his dog and laughed about it. Joe Rivas told the Sun News that he called 911 on Monday because his brother hadn't been sleeping and he was worried about his mental health. Why didn't you go and fucking see him, Joe? Anyway, he wanted an EMT, but he got the police instead. I called 911 expecting EMTs to show up, Rivas said. Unfortunately for Rivas, gun-toting dog killers showed up instead of EMTs. 
Within seconds of police entering the elderly man's yard, which reportedly had a no trespassing sign and another sign that said, uh, that read, excuse me, badass dog lives here, one of the officers fired three rounds. Moments later, Rivas's neighbor, James Dvorak, said Rivas and his brother were carrying the dog to the truck in an attempt to save its life. The dog, a large mixed breed named Stormy, did not survive. He always guarded his property, Rivas said, but anybody who walks into the yard has always been able to walk in the yard. <sighs> Rivas told, uh, told Sun News that this incident solidified his distrust of law enforcement. He asked why they wouldn't simply call him first and ask to put the dog away. He also said that the officers were extremely rude and were actually laughing at what had just happened. Quote, one of the cops was actually laughing, Rivas said, and I was so pissed at that. Another of Rivas's neighbors, Sabrina Paulos, actually photographed the officers laughing. In the photo below, which those of you can see when it be in the show in the linked in the show notes, she uh, she said the cops laughed as Rivas and his brother tried to load the dying dog into the truck. And there is a picture of the red-coated scumbag and his friend, both of these uh, members of the Army of the Occupation, laughing at this tragedy because those of you have dogs, myself included, Christopher included, Angel included. Uh, millions and millions of us know that dogs are far more than just pets. They are your family. Yeah. Uh, Paulus said that the dog was so old that it could barely walk. A police had absolutely no reason to shoot. It was a fat old dog who had to be cajoled to walk around the block, and the man was well enough for the cops to just stand there and watch him struggle to get the dog into his truck to take him to a vet after they shot him, she said. The officers were so callous and sadistic that neighbors claimed that they cracked jokes about killing the dog. You show up on a welfare check, you kill the person's dog, and then you make jokes about it. That's the exact opposite of what you were there for, Dvorak said. Rivas told the Sun News that he's now planning to file a lawsuit to hold the officers accountable for killing the dog. Be careful, they'll kill your dog next. If this guy is laughing at the fact that they killed my dog, I'm going to call him out, Rivas said. Well, um, we I know it's a tired mantra. Some of you are probably tired of hearing about it, but I'm never going to stop saying it. 25 dogs a day on average are murdered by the Army of Occupation. And that's what the Justice Department is willing to admit. So that number could be uh, exponentially higher. Do not call the fucking police. Even if it's your your relation, get in the car and go there. That that's what I don't understand. Like if it was his brother, God damn. Why don't you just fucking go there, you goddamn self? If you're worried about your brother, man. Like mm -hmm. if you if you needed EMTs, like you could find out after you go and check on them. Um, yep. I, that, that's just that's so ridiculous, man. Like. Not that I would agree with it, but I, I would find it more understandable if it was like an estranged neighbor that was like, oh, I haven't noticed my neighbor on his front porch for several days. And like, but like your brother, like, dude, just fucking go check on him, man. And instead they fucking call these pigs over and they fucking kill his dog like that. Just I, that shit just pisses me off, especially the fact that they were laughing about it like. They wouldn't be laughing if somebody fucking shot them with fucking pieces of shit in Minecraft. Um, in Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I get so mad, man. It's like, cause, I don't know. I mean, well, that, that, it's, it's definitely the callousness, you know, there too. Yeah, and yeah, but, yeah. And like, like I'm a, I'm a dog lover, so yeah. The whole, you know, it, it, it sucks. But like, really, like what, what I always see when something like this happens is that a cop just fired off three shots in a neighborhood. You know what I mean? At something that wasn't a threat. You see how, like, there, I saw a video recently where he shot a dog in the house, like, four foot next to children. Children were hit by shrapnel from the bullet, yep, you know? I and it's just, 
yeah, you just like it's like, dude, like you need to just just shooting a gun, like you need to know like what's behind blah blah blah. So like they do this in neighborhoods and cities, and you know you never know what you're gonna fucking hit. It's just from nothing else. It's irresponsible gun ownership. Like I live on six acres, and I have critters I have to shoot from time to time, but I am so careful about it because my neighbor half a mile away, I don't want to get shot. You know. Absolutely. I uh, we we have read more of these articles on this show than I ever care to read, and they keep coming up. Oh, they man. Yeah. Coming up, and they're not recycled stories either. They're fresh. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, bless those guys at at Free Thought, man. I I I couldn't do it. I um, right. Kelly that, Thomas was the last police murder video I ever watched, and I watched the whole thing, and I I, I can't do it one, anymore, man. That one was brutal, man. I haven't I haven't seen that yeah. one. I that can't. Was, there's that only... was that was yeah. quite a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was that like, was like, I think the, like the six homeless years ago. like schizophrenic dude or whatever, and they fucking they beat him to death at like a thirty minutes. Like a, yeah, like they a took turns beating them and tasing Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's the crying one where he was like crying out for his time. dad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all got off. They all went to court and they all got acquitted. Of course. Fucking scumbag pieces yeah. of fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There, there's a few events that I'm just like, man, like if any person can see that and, you know, not. But of course, you know, they don't show you that. You know, I mean, I was talking to some friends the other day and they're CNN, New York Times readers. And when I just express like, oh, like, you know, more white people are killed every year than black people by cops. I'm not saying, you know, proportionality. I'm not saying it's okay, whatever, you know. But sure. like, you know, the look on her face, like she'd never even heard that statistic. Like that was news to her, you know, and she's sitting here telling me how systematic racism and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, like, yeah, black people got it worse than white people. I'm not going to argue that. But like, of course. They should just stop. Like if we're talking raw numbers, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. and it's and it's just because, like, like white people are still like eighty percent of the country. So of course, mm-hmm. if cops are just haphazardly killing people, chances are, you know, there's going to be more white people yeah. that are, that are yeah. being shot. Like some people it's just like, a pure numbers game. <laughs> sure, and these folks are pretty. They're like, no, just, you'd never see a cop treat a white person that way. And they were giving a specific example, and I was like, I can pull up thirty examples right now without even like trying. You know, and, and and again, not that it matters, but that's like my point to them is like we're getting hung up on this like mm-hmm. race thing, and it's like no, it's us versus the state, dude, and that's what you need to realize, right? right. Yeah, I'm just saying, like I tell people all the time, man, like I've never had a positive interaction with a police officer. I've had guns drawn on me twice, once when I was 14, and then once again when I was 21. So, yes, sir. so, so, and, and like I have to point out, like I am indeed white, and I've had caught, like I didn't get shot, thankfully, but they definitely drew their fucking guns on me. So don't, don't act like because you're white that you're just completely safe, and that the cops are gonna be like, oh, you know, you're you're white, everything's cool. No, no, and you make one wrong move. I mean, let's look at the fucking Daniel Shaver video. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean that yeah. that cop fucking brutally fucking murdered that dude. He was crying and begging for his life. And then that motherfucking prick gets to come back and retire to get his fucking pension. So, yep. in other words, the taxpayers are still footing the bill for this piece of fucking dog shit to fucking live. You better believe it, man. And you <laughs> Sorry, know, I get a little hot under the collar when we're talking about this shit. There's there's <laughs> nothing wrong about getting upset about mm. this, and you're gonna get even more upset when I tell tell you about the next article. But to, oh, fair, to tell you guys, you know, I I don't want to come at this from an economic point of view, but it has to be said. Regardless of color, the poorer you are, the more likely your interaction with these animals is going to be even worse. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And that is a point. Again, it's it's, if you're poor, yeah, you're going to deal with that shit more. (laughs) You know, riding around the Mercedes with the suit, eh, you're really going to have to piss someone off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and even if you do, and you have the funds to fight, 
When you're exactly. poor, the public defender, even if you haven't done anything wrong, is going to tell you to take the deal because you can't afford a trial and you're most likely going to get convicted. And, and that's expected of them, by the way. Um, I had a friend who was a public defender and she, she would get in trouble if she wouldn't like play ball with the prosecutor. Like it was, it was fucked up. That is fucked up. And for those of you that are thinking about pursuing a law, a law career, let it be known that there's not enough people advocating for people of lesser means out there. And those of you who have the means, the ability, the intellect to go through that kind of training, I suggest that you do it and try to help out your fellow man. I, you can still turn a profit, but there's not enough activists on the side of the poor and downtrodden uh, who really need the help. And I'm not talking about public defender style. I mean, I w- if I if God, if I had the fucking money, man, I'd be throwing so much money in in so many ways. I would probably lose all of it just to try to help people because you know the 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 cards are stacked. The the less money you have, the cards are really stacked mm-hmm. against you. It's really right. sad, and it's not to make it. It's not a communist thing. It's just a fact that people may not like to hear that. But the poorer you are, the greater your disadvantage in the face of this mm-hmm. monster. Um, speaking of monsters, no, go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. I was going to say Institute for Justice does a lot of really good work um, in that in that regard. And then also, if you do anything farm related, Farm to Consumer Legal Defense Fund is another one you can pay like a small like thing, um, you know, premium. And basically, if you do run into an issue, they have legal help for you. So you know, you can end up fighting these multi million dollar cases against raw milk and shit like that, even if you're just a small farmer. Um, and on the other side of it, like you were saying, if you are are a lawyer and you want to do some good those are some organizations that are worth looking into that's excellent i I had no idea thank you for sharing that uh yes yeah you guys pay attention uh take the notes and if you can try to help out you know we try to raise awareness and uh we're you know everybody everybody's got a part to do if you could just like like dag saying going and talking to you know people that are part of the cnn crowd and just bring them the facts that the narrative they're being fed is a flaming pile of garbage and that they really need to consider the truth Remember, we've said it time and time again on this show that, you know, at least for me, my introductory red pill is the cops, especially when it comes to conservatives. That's my favorite way to go about it, because all the gun-toting, gun-loving conservatives don't realize that the cops with that stupid blue line in the middle of the American flag, they don't realize that just putting that sticker on your car, they will fucking kill your dog, shoot Mm -hmm. your wife, and take your guns without a modicum of due process, just like we're seeing in San Jose, California, which Christopher was talking about. There is no due process. These people are not on your side. They're not your friends. And speaking of which, this is a tough one, and I'm getting real fucking tired of reading about them. But they're happening. And this one is from today. Once again, Matt Agarist doing, uh, quote, the Lord's work. Uh, Here we go. So parents thought this cop was protecting their kids at school. He was raping them. Oh, he looks like such a piece of shit, too. (sighs) Right? Like, oh, my God. (laughs) He really does. He's younger than me and looks way worse than I do. I guess I feel good about myself there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still pretty enough for jail, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Clearwater County, uh, this comes out of story. While most parents of school children in the United States will take comfort knowing a police officer is at their child's school, all too often school cops are caught committing the vilest of offenses. As the following case out of Clearwater County, Michigan illustrates protection and safety are the last things the students of Bagley High School received from their school cop. 
Neil Dolan, 34, was a deputy with the Clearwater County Sheriff's Office, was charged in 2019 with multiple counts of criminal sexual misconduct after a ninth grader came forward and told investigators that this armed man in full police uniform forced them to have sex with him inside his school office. His alleged victim was just 15 years old at the time of the assault. Since then, another 14-year-old has come forward with similar accusations, and this week, Dolan pleaded guilty to first-degree criminal sexual conduct and a second-degree criminal sexual conduct for the rape of two children. Another second-degree criminal sexual charge and a third-degree criminal sexual charge were dismissed with a plea arrangement, according to the Bemeji Pioneer. The Pioneer reports, according to two criminal complaints, one filed in November 2019 and another with additional charges in March of 2020, Dolan groomed students students at Bagley High School and and would offer snacks, treats, drinks and other incentives to students while in his office where he would often lock the door and cover the windows. He would communicate with a number of students via Snapchat, including sending photos of his penis. Snapchat is a messaging app where photos and messages only appear for a certain amount of time until unless they're saved or screenshots are taken. The complaint states that the two students when they were 14 or 15 years old, spanning from 2016 to 2019, were assaulted in Dolan's office at the school. Once again, students being harmed on government property. Both students asked Dolan to stop. Dolan would ask them not to tell anybody, saying he could get in trouble. At the time of his arrest in 2019, Clearwater County Sheriff Dar- Darren Halverson said that this caught the entire department by surprise. <coughs> Bullshit. Uh, as, Dolan, <laughs> right. yeah, as Dolan has been with them for nearly a decade, which means you know him really well and you're lying. The sheriff told reporters that there were no signs of misconduct on the part of Dolan, who plays other roles in the Clearwater County community, including emergency manager and a football coach, oh, according hmm. to the Pioneer. Simply not true. According to other court documents, Dolan's sexual misconduct with students dates back to nearly a decade in 2012. A 2012 school employee walked in on Dolan with a 7th grade student, was straddling him while seated in a chair in his office. Following that, the document alleges Dolan put paper in his office window and later moved his office to another part of the school. He remained employed at the school until he was arrested in the fall of 2019. Guys, I'm not going to read any more. Uh, you can read the rest of that fucking disgusting article, and it's not disgusting because of Matt Agris. Thankful for him bringing this to the attention of the people. Please check it out, but just know the cops are not your friends. They're not here to help your kids. And I know that you know your cousin's sister's brother's former roommate's a cop, and he's a good guy. Uh, that's fine. He, he just... tried to, like, rape a, a male ch- a student. A male uh, Well, here's scouts. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jeez. When you tell me that they didn't see this coming is a flaming pile of garbage. That's not true. This behavior would have been made clear very quickly as soon as the access to children happened. Okay, it happens with Catholic priests. It happens with all manner of predator. They can lie all day long. I don't believe the sheriff, uh, the sheriff's department. They know their employee. They know what's going on. Give me a break. But you know what, guys? It's just another, another example of children being harmed by the state uh, or under the state's care on their property and them doing nothing. So, um, and I mean, yeah, dude. And that's, I mean, really like, like I blame any adult that works at that fucking school. Like the event in 2012 happens. Yeah. Right. Like, like, oh, we're not going to fire him. And then he puts paper up in his windows and it's like, oh, no, it's cool. He's probably not doing anything weird back there. Right. You know, give me a fucking break. He's just getting straddled by seventh graders. That's all. Fuck, man. 
Uh, and that, I mean, so it's, that. It's, <sighs> yeah, it's just the whole fucking. It's just every everybody fucking involved in that shit. Like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But how many people like enabled that? You know, right. or looked the other way? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I absolutely. There's there's one there's one solution to this problem, and voting isn't that. And um, again, this is where the the nap and I go our separate ways. I believe anybody who hurts children like that, I have one solution to that problem, and it doesn't involve being excommunicated. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You guys already know that. Listen to the show. How I feel about that. You like to hurt children. There's one solution to that. You like to rape women. There's one solution to that as well. You like to rape men. There's one solution to that as well, and it doesn't mean you get to go to the next community and do it all over again. Um, yes. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, it's really awful, but I do want to, before we close out, we got something big here. Breaking news here. We got a big announcement. There is an announcement, and we have one. We, I think we figured out who killed President John Kennedy. That's right. You heard it here. Oh, it oh yeah. It's not Lee Harvey Oswald. No. It's not the CIA. No, 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 no. It's not the KGB. Definitely not the KGB. I, um, for those of you maybe are not familiar with this gentleman's name, his name is Godfrey McHugh. Okay? He lived from 1911 to 1997. He was the United States Air Force General, and he served as a military aide to President John Kennedy. Uh, he was born in Belgium to American parents. Uh, he uh, received his degree from the University of Paris in 1929. Oil production supervisor in Fort Worth, Texas from 1938 to 42. Fought in the Second World War, won the Legion of Merit. Did you know that he dated a certain Jacqueline Bouvier? That was Mrs. Jackie Kennedy before Mrs. Jackie Kennedy was Mrs. Jackie Kennedy. That's right. President's wife, he dated her first. Mm -hmm. Okay? See where we're going with this, folks? Do you see where we're going with this? Now, listen to this. He became an Air Force aide to President Kennedy, promoted to Brigadier General in 61. As a military aide to the President, his duties included supervising Air Force One. He, became, he very often rode in the middle or the front seat of the presidential state car while transporting the President. While he was in Dallas, Texas during the John F. Kennedy assassination, McHugh was moved further back in the motorcade that day rather than riding in the President's car. He was also present during Kennedy's autopsy. How interesting. Well, the JFK Presidential Library let a little something slip, and I found it. And you guys are going to hear it first. I found the reason why McHugh took out our, the, the President of the United States, Mr. Kennedy. And Angel's going to roll the tape. Pay very close attention. This is definitely going to tell you why Mr. Kennedy was taken out. It was the Federal Reserve, and maybe it was Lyndon Johnson. Maybe they cut a deal, but I know McHugh was in on it. You're going to find out why. Go ahead. Roll that tape, Angel. Let's hear. General, yes, sir. That Air Force has caused itself more grief with that silly bastard. Did you see the post this morning? Yes, sir. I'm looking at See that fellow's picture by the bed? Yes, sir. And you see that furniture they bought from Jordan Marsh? What the hell did they let the reporters in there for? Are they crazy up there? Now you know what's going to do. Any congressman's going to get up and say, Christ, if they can throw $5,000 away on this, let's cut them another billion dollars. You just sank the Air Force budget. Mm -hmm. You're crazy up there. Are they crazy? That silly bastard with his picture next to the bed? Uh, I'm appalled. But, uh... Well, I'm appalled, too. 
And now, the thing is, I, the thing of the matter is, I'm going to get that furniture. I've just told Sylvester you can talk to him. I want to find out if we pay for that furniture because I want it to go back to Jordan Marshall's. All right, sir. Then I want that fellow's incompetent who had his picture taken next to Mrs. Kennedy's bed, if that's what it is. I mean, he's a silly bastard. I wouldn't have him running a cat house. <laughs> and that uh, Colonel Carlson, who led in Larry Newman and those reporters, is he crazy, too? Christ, they're not all incompetent. Is that the way they're throwing money around over there? You better look into it, and especially when you told me that they hadn't spent a cent. Why, sir, this is uh, obviously... Uh... Well, this is obviously a fuck-up. That's okay. Right. That's right. 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 There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, General McHugh took out the President of the United States because he he totally embarrassed him for that money. And Jordan Mash. Jordan Mash is vanished. You're uh, all incompetent. <laughs> he's a silly bastard. Yeah, oh, my God. Bastard. <laughs> I never heard John Kennedy talk that way. You always get this very polished version of it in front of the yeah. TV and stuff. And here he is, that silly bastard, Jordan Mash. You know, people actually talk like that. That's crazy. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. And he said, "Fuck." The president of the United States is. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fuck up. It's a fuck up. Yeah, yeah, John. It was, and you really fucked up because you pissed off the wrong guy. And you can see we laid it up for you. He was. He he deliberately wasn't in the in the car with him when um the uh, magic bullet you know struck the president and uh, there was just one gunman and. Uh, there was a uh, a round that was found next to the body of the president that was completely undamaged from being discharged from a rifle. And any of you that know anything about ballistics, even a modicum of what happens when a bullet comes out of a firearm, know that it's not going to be in perfect condition when you find it. just happens to lay next to its target, completely untouched, no, no dents, no scratches, no impact, no nothing. But he was there. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. We can't do anything about it. He's a dead man. But Godfrey McHugh, we know. We know your secret. We know you took him out. We know that you probably worked with the Bilderberg Group and all the people that Alex Jones has been telling us about for years down at that, uh, what is that, the, the Coconut Grove? Or what, what is that called? Bohemian Grove, not Coconut <laughs> Grove. That's, that's in Miami. That's in Miami. I'm sorry to Miami. Coconut Grove sounds like fun. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm okay with Coconut Grove. It's the it's Bohemian one that I'm not a fan of. That's not a good one. Uh, the cremation of coconut, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's bad stuff. So that's all we have for today. We left you with that because we want you to know that we are looking out for uh, the truth here. Uh, Godfrey McHugh is the assassin, or at least the orchestrator of the assassination <laughs> of President Kennedy. Uh, you heard it here first. I do. I will never commit suicide. I don't believe in that. So if I die on my way to work tomorrow, it ain't because uh, they John McAfee'd me or uh, they did me dirty like you know who in the prison cell. Mm -hmm. uh, Gislaine's still alive. I don't know what's going on with that. We're going to have to get into that. The Deadpool is clearly gone. That's lost. Uh, there's no yeah. money being handed Nobody out. won. There's no Nobody winner won. in the Gislaine. Uh -huh. Nobody won Gislaine's money. maybe I would win. No. Over the Gis long bet. No, you lose. No. It's out of here. Lose. It's out of here. I never picked a, a, a death date. No, you didn't. I still it's have. Too late to... now. It's been over a year. You don't get to play that game. It's a wash. You know, that, that, yeah, you don't get to play that bullshit. There's no a wash. Bet. Angel. I was hoping for that twenty quid, man. We're gonna have to come up with another bet. It's a shame, isn't it? And it's it's a bit sad, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, isn't it? <laughs> I uh I want to hand it over to our guest before we take off. Uh, Dag, if there's anything you'd like to plug, if there's anything you'd like to say before we get going here, please go ahead. Floor's yours. Uh, 
Yeah, well, uh, this was a hoot, guys. Um, but definitely come check out a Gorse Nexus if you have a business and you are sort of liberty minded or whatever. Go ahead and make a free listing over there. Help people find you. Uh, if you want to help out the Nexus, feel free to peruse our affiliate links. Anything like that, you know, help us out greatly. Check out our podcast, Gorse Nexus Podcast, with me and Brandon. And finally, if you want some seeds for your homestead, check out my business, Agoras Acres Seeds. We sell seeds for your garden, um, but you can pay with cryptocurrency or fiat, you know, whatever you like. Uh, but use the code NEXUS10, you'll get a 10% discount, and that will also get a donation to Agoras Nexus to help, you know, fund the authors and all the great stuff that uh, that the real hardworking people there do. Um, otherwise, you can find me, I'm Daggerist on, you know, whatever, Twitter, uh, Float, um, Keybase, you know, et cetera. So, you know. If you want to holler at me for any reason, go for it. Outstanding. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. We had a wonderful time. You're welcome to come back. We hope to have you and Brandon on together again. Uh, it's always been a pleasure to talk to you, and thank you very much for joining us. Hell yeah, uh, this was a blast, man. Outstanding. I'm glad you had a good time. Audience, once again, we're sorry that we were missing last week, unforeseen circumstances, but we're back. Um, Angel, Christopher, do you have anything before we close out? Uh, no, uh, I don't have anything. Okay. No, no, I don't have anything. Uh, although to anybody that listens locally, my, my band has a show coming up. So, um, I won't, I'm, I'm not going to put the details of the, the location that we're playing at in, in this, but you know, if anybody that listens, that knows me, that's interested in coming, just, you know, let me know. Or, you know, if you follow me on social uh, particularly like on Facebook's where we usually promote the band. So awesome. There'll probably, there'll I'll be, probably be posts coming up, but July 23rd, Friday, um, Friday, July 23rd, it'll be our first show with our new drummer. Um, so that'll be, that'll be fun. It'll be outstanding. Cool. And it, you have a be, new band name, right? Yeah, actually we, we did. We changed our band name. We're no longer the negative one. We are agents of apathy. I like it. It really, oh, yeah. it really is good. It's, it, it sounds good. Yeah. It sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be there. I know Angel's going to be there, and if, yep. of course, Brian doesn't fuck off like he did today and decide to go play in West Virginia with the mushrooms, <laughs> he'll be there, too. Uh, before, of course, our uh, our other sponsor, we definitely need to talk about uh, a little bit of tragedy in the land of uh, Todd the Gay. Unfortunately, his dear friend Jim passed away of uh, cancer. He was down to 88 pounds. We lost him. Uh, Todd's in a real rough place, the childhood friend's. Um, he left behind um, uh, children and a wife, and it's a, it's a real sad situation. He died in his 40s. Uh, real sad. Uh, my thoughts go to Todd and, of course, Jim's family. But uh, if you do want to support a local business that produces a quality product, please check out Akron Apothecary, also known as Todd's Very Gay Soap. Uh, it's wonderful soap. Uh, it'll clean your ass and your taint and everything very nicely. Your inner thigh, which is a very often ignored area of the body. <laughs> Please make sure that you're cleaning yourself. Gentlemen, especially, it is the dog days of summer. We are in July now. And, of course, the uh, Independence Day, independence from absolutely nothing, but Independence Day celebrations are coming up. You want to smell good for that special someone or special people in your life if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, you want to clean yourself all the way top down. You don't want to do the cheap soap. You also don't want to use detergent. Please use Todd's Very Gay Soap because, Christopher, it is soap for that ass. Thank you very much. And uh, that's all. Once again, I'd like to thank Dag for coming on. Please check out his product, his business, and, of course, pat uh, uh, patronize our sponsor who does a fantastic job for the community, Gorse Nexus. Thanks again, Dag. And um, thank you all for sticking around, sticking with us. And uh, we hope to talk to you real soon. Uh, have a good one, and we'll talk to you whenever we talk to you. Bye. Peace. Peace.